You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation, and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. I'm Melissa Sims, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences through weekly topics, expert interviews, and guided mindfulness meditations. Mindfulness is presence. It's awareness. It's paying attention to what is happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity. Perhaps most importantly, in today's uncertain world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate toward ourselves as well as others. Are you your own worst enemy? Do you ever start to feel like there is one common theme in your shortcomings or your failures? And can that common denominator perhaps be you? I do think that sometimes fate truly has things covered. Then there are other times I know that things could have gone differently if I had made a better choice or even gone down a different path. But in reality, at least in my opinion, we control our fate our daily doings, our behavior, our choices, and our ultimate outcomes. So you didn't get that last client, or maybe you were passed over for a promotion. Maybe there's a long-term goal you have that just keeps getting pushed to the back burner. Well, what is the reason? In my own life, I can definitely get in my own way, and I'm okay admitting that. I'll have days where I have so much to do, and I can see it staring me in the face. I know deep down that there are things I can do to make it easier for me to get those things done, but instead I make choices, usually unconsciously or out of habit, that inhibit me from getting those things done. I have some long-term goals, like writing a book, narrating books for other authors, and even operating a vacation rental business. But instead, I distract myself with the busy things in life and put those other things off for 
another day. I know I am not alone. If you can be honest with yourself and look at some of your short-term and long-term goals and why they aren't getting accomplished, and then looking at your everyday behaviors, can you see that some of them are not helping you? I know that opening up my phone every morning and sitting down with a cup of coffee is my routine, but it is likely not helping me have the most productive morning. But I tell myself, I'll just spend 30 minutes on it and then I'll get moving. An hour later, I finally put my phone down after reading the news, playing Wordle, checking email, and sending my snaps. Do I really need to do any of that? Probably not. Could I have used that hour more wisely? Sure. I would actually like to start doing 30 minutes of yoga every morning and not waste my time on a device. But then my ego kicks in and starts telling me, oh, you deserve it. Take some me time. Just chill. But wait, don't I also deserve the benefits of yoga each morning? Yes. The most common self-sabotaging behaviors include procrastination, making excuses for our shortcomings, self-medication with drugs or alcohol, comfort eating, and even worse, behaviors that can start to indicate self-destruction. And these can range from substance abuse to self-harm. We aren't always aware when we are sabotaging ourselves, but the biggest indicator is identifying patterns that somehow seem to lead to stagnation, disappointment, and even failure, even if they aren't obviously doing so. So what is the cause? Why do we continue to do this to ourselves, even if we know it isn't going to help us in the long run? Why wouldn't we want the very best for ourselves? Well, the reasons can be vast. One, fear of failure. Think about it. If I never try something, even if I really want to accomplish it, I can't fail. No one will see that I wasn't capable. No one can reject me if they don't even have the opportunity. That way, I won't have to deal with the emotions that come with failure. Number two, low self-esteem. Even though it might seem absolutely ridiculous on the surface, we can feel unworthy or undeserving of success. Of course I deserve success, we tell ourselves. But that's on the surface. Deep down, there could be some underlying and unresolved issue that is telling your ego that you don't, in fact, deserve success or happiness. Self-sabotage is just another way of reinforcing these negative beliefs. Number three, fear of success. This kind of lies in the comfort zone periphery. Success, if we haven't experienced it before, is a new territory. It is change. And what does it look like? What changes is it going to bring into my life? Ooh, you know what? Things are fine right now. I don't want to rock the boat. Fear of the unknown in terms of success can be crippling for some, preventing them from taking the steps in order to achieve it. Four, lack of confidence. Tying into the fear of success, those who lack confidence in their abilities may self-sabotage in order to avoid having to do something that they haven't tried yet or test a skill that they have yet to use. 
It requires stepping out of the comfort zone, and many of us, we really love our little comfort bubble. There are obviously other contributing factors to self-sabotage. The way people talk to themselves is a big one. If someone is constantly telling themselves that they are not good enough or that they will never succeed, they may start to pave the way to a self-fulfilling prophecy. Also, people who lean toward perfectionism may have a high occurrence of self-sabotage because they have a fear of not meeting their own impossibly high standards. Okay, so let's stop dwelling on the problem, and let's talk about some solutions. Before I give you some tips on overcoming self-sabotaging behaviors, I do want to point out that it is so important to seek help from a mental health professional if you or someone you know is struggling with self-destructive behavior. This can range from serious depression to self-harm, drug abuse, and even suicidal tendencies. A trained therapist can work with the individual to develop an appropriate treatment plan that meets the specific needs of the individual and then can help them achieve their goals. If your issues don't tend to lean towards self-destruction, but you still get in your own way a lot of the time, it's a good idea to try to find the root of the issue. Taking some time for self-reflection and preparing yourself for some real truths, as hard as that may be, is super important. If we can't be honest with ourselves, we are certainly not capable quite yet of moving forward toward growth. I'm sure you guessed it, but practicing mindfulness can help you start to support yourself by increasing your awareness of your thoughts and emotions, which can minimize those impulsive behaviors. So instead of automatically reacting to distressing thoughts, feelings, maybe the pressure of what's looming, and say, picking up the bag of Cheetos to self-soothe, we can learn to pause and observe what's going on within us before we act. So what else can mindfulness do to help us stop the self-sabotage train? Mindfulness can help us develop greater emotional regulation skills because now we are allowing ourselves to observe and understand our emotions without getting overwhelmed by them. It can help us tolerate uncomfortable emotions without acting on them or engaging in these self-sabotaging or even self-destructive behaviors. One thing lacking in a lot of us is the ability to go easy on ourselves. In our society, it is drilled into us that failure is not an option or show no weakness. And it's even furthered now with this girl boss or hustler mentality. But if we can't fail and we can't show weakness, when do we learn, grow? When do we heal? We must fail. It is part of life and part of the growth process. Mindfulness helps us build self-compassion, so instead of judging ourselves every time we make a mistake or even struggle, we can learn to treat ourselves with kindness and understanding, and then we can start to forgive ourselves a little easier. Self-awareness is the key to mindfulness. 
It's when we start to notice those patterns in our thoughts, our emotions, and behaviors. So for example, when you know you are engaging in something that isn't really going to be helpful to your success, your happiness, or goals, pause and examine what triggered you to start that thing. What feeling just ran through my body that caused me to go grab those Cheetos or that glass of wine or binge watch a show instead of writing my thesis? Like, what was I actually thinking or feeling at that exact moment? By observing these patterns, you can now become more aware of the triggers that lead to your self-sabotaging behavior, and it's where we learn to intervene before engaging in harmful or unhelpful behaviors. Self-regulation is closely tied to self-sabotage. If we don't know how to regulate our emotions, we frequently turn to something outside of ourselves to soothe. There are many studies that show how lacking self-regulation is in our society. But one thing those studies have in common is that self-awareness and mindfulness are keys to adequate self-regulation. There are also behavioral therapies that can aid in interrupting those ingrained patterns of thought and action. You know, I look at the way I wanted my life to look when I was younger, and this is a much different picture than what I had imagined. Was it fate? Was it my choices along the way? Or maybe a little bit of both. I'm not sure, to be honest, but I do know that I am doing my best I can in that moment, even if I do fall backward into those self sabotaging patterns. Now I can at least recognize it, and that's a good start. It would be easy to be angry with myself or to sit in shame over regrets and mistakes. The harder option is to choose to work on myself and go through some self-discovery. I get so busy with the details of work, being a mom, being a wife, being a friend, that I forget about what I really want out of life. The hardest part for me was to just identify my behaviors. What habits do I have that are not helping me? A lot of emotions, resistance, and ego come up a lot, but... I'm a work in progress. My goals are still there, and I'm learning that my roadmap for life just has some more twists and turns in it. But the destination remains. The key for me, at least, is to show myself compassion, learn to be flexible, and to use the skills that I have in my toolbox to help me grow. Behavioral self regulation is defined as the ability to act in your long-term best interest, consistent with your deepest values. So when was the last time you checked in with yourself and revisited those values? Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes, to work tasks, to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider, 
how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. We deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com slash a mindful moment. Our podcast is now available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at a mindful moment podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tayo. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch. Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.